Right. Nice. Well, yeah, we did go a little long. I didn't even we realize. Did. Oh, well, the time really flew. It really did, especially got those a, last 20 minutes. I got a ton more that I could go over. Same. Hey, I want to show you something I was going to use for the uh, the lighter side. Yeah. It's just stupid. I saw quick. that down there, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But it, it. I just thought about that Chrissy Teigen thing with Candace yeah. Owens in a tight, uh, tight end. Yeah, uh, and it's light, a good light uh, way to go. What well, you gotta check this out. This is nuts. Uh, this guy got swallowed by a whale, <laughs> and he lived. Really? Yes. I love it in something truly biblical. I'm like, okay, there it is. Jonah was swallowed by a whale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Massachusetts lobster diver was swallowed by this hump humpback whale. I know. I'm not gonna read it, or I'm just gonna tell you about it. It's really short, anyway. But. Um, I, my it, so the, he said he didn't know what happened. It came up from behind him. He thought he got bumped by a shark, and he says all of a sudden everything went dark, and, and then he finally realized that he was in a whale's mouth, and then for some reason, which I think I have an idea on, uh, the he the whale jumped out of the water and spit him out. And that's I, crazy. Very crazy. I think the reason would be because he's in a full like wetsuit. It's rubber. Oh, you know, yeah, so exactly. he's not tasting anything good. It tastes bad. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I think. That's just me surmising. I was so, just like, ugh, what did I, I, I hate those things. <laughs> I got black licorice again. Yeah, really? <laughs> but, oh my God, what an experience for this guy. How weird. Well, I love what he's saying down here. He says, yeah, I was completely inside. It was, it, it was, um, it was completely black. black. I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of was my boys. Yeah. They're, they're 12 and 15. I mean, that's what I would think too. And then it, <laughs> it talks about how the whale surface shook his head, spit him out, <laughs> saw a light. And the next thing he knew, he was outside. Like, yes. <laughs> How Isn't crazy that, is that? That is crazy. No broken bones, just some soft tissue damage. You can see in the photo here, uh, he's in a hospital bed with all those electrode things on him. Yeah, yeah getting yeah. electroshock therapy to get his mind wiped. Yeah. Um, kidding. But he doesn't. Get his mind wiped. <laughs> <laughs> so he could never have to go through that trauma in his memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoops, we accidentally erased everything else. <laughs> right. Well, I cannot, I can't get over the, the documentaries on mind control. Oh, I really I'm telling can't. you, Barry, same here. Anne-Marie and I watched it. It was, it was startling what we were seeing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that, I mean, they, pretty much uh, responsible for the LSD use here in, in this entire yes. country. They, they developed it for, yeah. for mind control. Yeah. And, uh, and then the people that they dosed without knowing it, and some of them committed suicide because they thought that they were losing their minds, which who, who wouldn't? That's, yeah. that's such a diabolical thing to do to somebody. It's it's unbelievable. They were their own people. Yeah, yeah, like that that guy. I don't remember his name, but you just referred yeah. to that. That yeah. uh, they dosed him, and he was like on a bad trip for about five days before he killed him. So he jumped well, out a window. Not only that is like he started to go crazy, and instead of like telling him, "Okay, we did this to you," they took him to a a a. a an allergy doctor yeah, <laughs> and that's right. like, they knew yeah. what the problem was but they took them there i mean i can't imagine this port what a terrible thing and then they said uh the witnesses who who saw him jump out of a window and kill yeah. himself yeah. that he had started from way back and was in a like a full run yeah. when he jumped out the window so yeah. like either he didn't know that he was jumping out the window or thought that he could fly or I, I don't know. I kind of got the impression that he was just in so much kind of mental turmoil. That, that I, you, you will never know exactly no, uh, no. what happened there. And so, whew, gosh, <laughs> the fact that the government, our government did that is the really what types of ramifications to today can mm. that have? Yeah. Yeah, I got that's, that's really the hard part. I got something altogether different here. I want to, I, I saved a couple of lighter things for us uh, to laugh and about here. Uh, cool. And now this, for something completely different. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is uh, an article that I saw about Bill Maher. Uh, you know who Bill Maher is. Of course. I've He's seen, been on fire lately. Yeah, I can never make up my mind if I like him or hate him. Um, Same because, here. Yeah. One day I hate him, and the next yes. day I'm like, well, that made a lot of sense. I like exactly. that. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Bill Maher, right? 
Yeah, well, this one on fire right here. So he's slamming Kevin Hart. Now, Kevin Hart, we, you and I've talked about him before. He's the yeah, short black comedian. Yeah. And we're we've both seen like, him we, we like him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, he's like uh, really, like, boy, boy, really short. Say some really stupid things, though. Um, so he, okay, let me read what my notes. Bill Maher slams Kevin Hart's claim in the New York Times that, quote, white power and white privilege are at an all time high. Oh, that's terrible. And what a dumb thing to say. So there's Maher's response, which is incredible. He goes, first of all, the problem with wokeness is what you, what you say doesn't have to make sense or be backed with facts or ever be challenged because the challenge itself will be conflated with racism. Hmm. If you challenge it, you're immediately called a racist. That's right. That's so exactly it could be right. as dumb as you want it as it is, you know? Um, so then he says, quote, but saying white power, or white privilege are at an all time high is just ridiculous. Higher than a century ago, the year that the Tulsa of the Tulsa race massacre, higher than the years when the KKK rode unchecked and the KKK went unchallenged higher than the in the 1960s when the, the Supremes and Willie Mays uh, still couldn't stay in the same hotel as the white people they were working with higher than during slavery. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of shows that's the end of my notes, but that shows I like you, it. I mean, what a dumb thing. And that's like, uh, it's right up there with uh, LeBron James and his, I feel like I'm getting chased every time I leave oh, the house. Ridiculous you are. They want your that's autograph. A, that's what these, that's a, the dumbness. I like what he said. The problem with wokeness is that what you say doesn't have to make sense or be backed with facts or ever be challenged because a challenge itself will be conflated with racism. Well, well, it, I, we see this all the time, right? I mean, look at look at what's happened with um, the squad, AOC and, and yeah. Omar. Uh, yeah. So she, Omar is out there talking She's about it's very anti-Semitic yes. uh, uh, types of uh, types of language here. And um, and then several Democrats wrote a letter and said, hey, that's anti-Semitic and you yeah. should you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't compare America to Hamas. <laughs> uh, and and so but then she and her friends came back and said, you OK, AOC came back and said, you have no idea the danger that you put Omar in by criticizing her over this. Now mm. people are going to want to kill her and all this stuff. And, and it's all because of your racism. Now, the, God, the, that the, woman the 10 uh, people that wrote the letters were Democrats and they were Jewish Democrats in Congress. And of course they had a problem with this whole thing. And, uh, but the answer was, you're racist. Yep. And that yep. kind of ends the whole thing, which that's just what game. it's how can you yep. you can't win on this is I'm going back to what Bill Maher said. Yes, yeah, perfect example. said something really stupid and then and then and you couldn't back it up. And when they were challenged on it, the, the challenger is the racist. And and but the racist thing was the thing she said. <laughs> this is a crazy thing. It, and it makes sense to these people. You know? I, I don't understand how that works, but it's I like, know. how do you break through that kind of mentality and say, wait a second, it's you're, you're actually the racist. Um, you know, it, you said anti-racism is the most racist thing I've ever heard of. You said it right at the end of the last show. You really ended the show very well about uh, loving thy neighbor and having to have reasonable rational it wasn't the word but conversation yeah, we're reasoning together in, in other words stay in a point of curiosity be able right. to uh ask questions and Keep the emotions and, down yeah and what she's doing and the ilk of this this whole squat it's constant i'm a victim if you don't yes. uh, listen to what i say then you're a racist I, and that boy that gets me about her being in that other building during the uh january 6th thing yeah. and she tried to immediately uh say how she was fearing for her life and she thought right. she was oh boy she, other, her other republican colleagues wanted her to die <laughs> right I, never let a good uh situation crisis, crisis yeah. go to waste that's yeah. oh i mean but again it's just like the portland thing going on it's it's more i'm more concerned about her constituents that elect these people you know that yeah, I, I agree how yeah. could what are you what are you thinking to elect these kinds of people well i mean we 
<laughs> Lori Lightfoot was in the news again this oh morning. Oh my gosh. She, what was this that? morning again? Yeah, uh, it was something. Tell me what's happened this morning. I didn't see it. What's, with, what's, all what, week she's been in the news. She's been crazy this week. Yes, yes. I don't remember off the top of my hand, but I all of a sudden see yet another new breaking news headline Big Apple in Crisis. Wow, look at these photos. Um, see what it says. Residents demand. Demands came as pictures taken by the dailymail.com on Thursday, pictured various, uh, showed junkies still on the sidewalks with many people sleeping on steps without shoes, uh, worn red. Yeah, that's right outside my house, actually. Using, yeah, right. Using drugs, alcohol, passed out on the sidewalk next to the smashed bottles. Mail de Blasio, administration is facing mounting pressures to curtail an alarming surge in crime oh geez yeah look at this it's a uh it says hotel homeless shelters has seen a 183 percent spike in felony assaults and 173 percent spike in robberies so far this year compared to 2020 which yeah. wasn't a good year either um for, defund for, the police yeah you know um this is i mean this is this isn't it's it's the Big Apple, Los Angeles, Chicago. We you know we're having these same kinds of problems. If you take a look at the leadership in all three of those cities, uh, they're like clones of each other. Yeah, they really are. The mayors of each of these cities are, are. are very much share the same ideology. But what I saw this week from Lori Lightfoot is I got a, a yeah one right here complete Go. denial of this uh, of what the actual problem is. She's out there asking for federal aid right now because of the gun problem but what we're seeing is that they've they've already the 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 murder rate that's up that's happening right now is completely outpaced last year it's terrible but she's blaming guns and what we saw <laughs> yeah. over the last year in chicago is not gu a gun problem it's a lack of enforcement problem and of course the, the responsibility ends right on lori lightfoot's desk it's her and it's because of this woke ideology that she embraces that has caused the whole city to go up in flames it's amazing it the most dangerous place to be right now it's one of the most expensive places to live it's got one of the most high it's got one of the highest tax rates in all of america and what are they paying for and when you see some of the some of her memos that or emails that got released yesterday, they're crazy, Barry. Uh, <laughs> one of them is that she's, she's she's on a tirade and she's yelling and she's and I know she's yelling because she she's all caps with exclamation points. I need office time every day. I need office time every day. I need office. She wrote that 16 times to her people that she was in a tirade about. Then she wrote something else 10 times just like that. She's and, obnoxious. And, and, yeah. And so rather than uh, yelling about the crime problem or enforcing crime or or getting getting her city under control it, it's these things about office time mm -hmm. uh, it, it's you know it reminded Listen when I saw this. her email it kind of reminded me of uh, that movie The Shining you know where she oh yeah that all he wrote was um, that, that same uh, thing over and over yeah. work and no play makes Johnny a, a dull boy <laughs> it was yeah. very much I think we got a problem <laughs> right. So listen to this headline. Lori Lightfoot declares racism a public health crisis and allocates $10 million of COVID funding to fight it. Weeks COVID after funding. she refused the inter interview, be interviewed by white reporters. That's and right. She's reallocating $10 million from the COVID funding to fight racism Racist. as a public health crisis. And she's the racist. Okay. So here's what I get out of that is. We need ten million dollars. Let's call racism a public health crisis, and let's keep this money. I mean, yeah. I don't. Try. I mean, it's just there's so much corruption going on, and, and the yeah. city itself has a long history of corruption. Mm. Ten million dollars. Yes. What are they gonna? What is? I'd like to see the plan they have to fight yeah. racism with ten million. How do you yeah. fight racism with yeah. ten million dollars? Well, she could start treating reporters equally. That'd be a good start. You, know, you could do that for free too. That would be the best start because you're a racist, Lori Lightfoot, for yeah. saying that you're gonna only, uh, you won't actually let white reporters interview you. Right. Racist. Absolutely. You're a racist. Get used to it because we all know 
Uh, speaking of spending a whole lot of money here in California, Gavin Newsom has proposed a $100 million bailout for the weed stores. And uh, I got to Why say, do they need a bailout? Yeah, because, uh, well, here's it's funny because uh, apparently they're trying to make sure that the weed industry here in California is sustainable. And I'm thinking, I don't think you need to pump $100 million into a weed business to make it sustainable. <laughs> it seems to be doing quite well on it's, its own. It's supplying the entire country. And so here's the thing. I looked into I'm like, what? Okay, this can't be right. $100 yeah. million? Okay, so that means that even if you're not buying the weed at the weed store, you're buying it because you're paying for it every time you go to work. Yeah. Um, here's the thing is that it turns out that we have these stores out here that are licensed by the government here, the state government. And then there's all these other stores that aren't licensed. And here's the deal is that when you become, when you go into business with a weed store, you get this temporary license. Uh, and then you have to do all of these environmental things, which I don't know what they are, but apparently it's extremely expensive. Mm. It's time consuming. It's taxing on the employees. It, it's just, it's, it, 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 and as a result, only about uh, 13% of the weed uh, stores here have complied. The rest of them are out of compliance. In other words, they're illegal. Yeah. And, and so it's going to put these other businesses, these other businesses are going to go out of business. So Gavin Newsom is going to put $100 million into this to make sure that this whole thing is sustainable. But rather than change the whole bureaucratic thing, where they got it, it's all expensive and everything, they're not going to fix that. Mm -hmm. They're just going to throw $100 million at it. I started thinking, well, what are the environmental things that are so expensive? I mean, well, I, I know that you have to grow organically so that you're not putting a bunch of pesticides in your body. Uh -huh, but uh -huh. but I mean, so that's probably the tip of the iceberg knowing California. Uh -huh. they're I can only imagine. I can only but imagine. There, I was just listening to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day about uh, this guy who does documentaries. And I, I wish I could speak with more specificity, but uh, he said that he went up into, this is one of his many documentaries, his latest one, that he went up into the mountain, Montecito, I think it is. Okay. Um, um, the mountains there or whatever. Uh -huh. And I'm pretty sure it's Montecito. And there's an entire off the grid culture there. And they have gates all across the way as you try to access more and more of this and he says the reason for the gates is uh because if somebody gets a search warrant if the authorities get a search warrant to come in they can only go as far as the next gate mm. and so by the time you get to the fifth mm. one you know it's 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 a it's null and void uh nothing happens so there's this whole off the grid culture up there it's super dangerous and they get by by growing pot and uh that's and they sell it it's all Again, it's illegal. It's it's off the grid, and it's supplying most of America with their pot. It's a most of America, and wow. they use pesticides by oh, the I by see. the giant barrel of them. With, so maybe with maybe the that hazard could be symbols. It. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. probably probably what we're talking about right here. Mm -hmm. But I mean, when you start to take a look at California's problems and what we have here, it just doesn't seem like the weed stores are the big problem in California that we need to put $100 million into it when the whole city is falling apart all around us. I mean, I, that's, I mean, it's almost like I, uh, the ship is sinking. All right. But the potato chips in the in the candy <laughs> shop are going to get wet. We can <laughs> save those potato chips, you know. It's like, I totally agree with you, but I am saying that instead of bailing them out for a hundred million dollars, if you take care of that illegal, illicit stuff going on up in the, there in the mountains with all those weirdos, and he says it's super dangerous. He thought he was going to be killed on several different occasions. There are so many common sense things that can be done here in California, um, and yeah. and that's one of them. I mean, you just. Can't Came up with a very common sense idea right there but here's what happens here is you know national news uh california's got a drought problem national news uh you know fires everywhere and when you really start to peel back the onion on these things it always comes back to 
very poor management. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it's almost like, you know, the person that's perpetually poor and you start to really look at it and I hear they've maxed out their credit cards. Yeah. They just have a, it's just bad habits here yeah. that we could correct if they would just discipline themselves. And that's what's happening over here. Um, it just, you, you start to look at just, you know, from a, a, a city, from a county, from a, a state uh, perspective, there's just bad management. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're For seeing sure. that. Uh, well, speaking of see- that, one, one last thing I'll just yeah. say, uh, we have a sheriff here, uh, Villanueva, who has, um, it, he's at odds with the political machine here in Los Angeles County and also in the state. Uh, Los Angeles has always been, uh, Los Angeles County, a very tough place, uh, very tough gun laws. Uh, carry and conceal, you, you might as well forget about that. You're not going to get a carry and conceal license mm-hmm. here. All that's changed as of the last couple of weeks. Um, the sheriff is opening that up to carry and conceal because the people aren't protected here. They've scaled back all the police and the gang, uh, the gang units are no longer here. And so uh, he's got this program. You don't just get a carry and conceal license here. You have to go through a training program that that, that they have that's here. Good. But they've opened that whole thing up here. And while I don't like the fact that crime is at an all-time high here because of what they've done, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for people like Villanueva because it's not the licensed gun users that are causing the problems out there. Well, you guys just ran the experiment and it proved out to exactly what you're saying. It's yes. not the gun, it's it's the owners. It's the yeah. it's the illegal activity. That's well, and, and that's really, I saw a story this week and I think it was very, very spot on is, why isn't anybody doing a study on these guns, these illegal guns? We have, they all have serial numbers on it. And he was making a, a comparison to Carfax. Like, you know, all they have to do is put the serial number of your car in there and everything about where your car has been, who's owned it, mm. what kind of accidents, all of that comes up. Why, why can't we do that with guns? Like, okay, kid, <laughs> how is it? How's a 12 year old getting a gun? Did yeah. it come from your dad? Did it come from somebody else who right. owned this originally? Who bought this originally? We never hear anything about that. All we hear is we need like Lori Lightfoot. We need the federal government to come in and implement gun laws. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Chicago has the most strict gun laws besides New York City. And those are the two cities with the highest rates of gun violence. I know nobody gets the, the correlation here. And, you know, my brother and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago when we were working on my mom's uh, patio. We both are in agreement. Now, he's fairly left, not real left, but common sense left. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's more liberal, liberal than left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he and I agreed that neither of us have guns and he really lives out in the country. If I were him, I mean, just if there's a bobcat or something, you know, or a bear. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, coyote. Sure. Uh, yeah. We both agreed that we both should have guns. And, but for the same reason, it's just like, ah, I don't like them. Don't. And if we get them, then we got to be obligated to be trained properly. And, but if we both feel like we are, uh, doing a disservice to our families now by not getting uh, a proper training and a, and a decent gun. I remember, I thought I texted your brother, Scott, about this a couple of weeks ago, like that night. Cause I was like, cause he, he told me about a website where you can buy used guns because huh. I, I don't yeah. care about There's having a shiny a few, gun. Yeah. You know, but they're expensive. So I wanted to find, and I, I, and I said, like, just tell me which gun, don't give me choices. I don't care. (laughs) You know, just like which one I don't want fancy. I just want to work, to do the job. Like if (laughs) somebody broke in, if, if these riots escalate again, when Cleveland was on fire down here with riots a year ago, I was like, why do I not have a gun? It could continue to escalate to my did, neighborhood. Did he give you a suggestion? No, no I, I have one back. for you. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Remington 870 police shotgun. Uh, that's the first one I got. And I'll tell you what happened, Derek Barry. I probably told you this story before, but one night, uh, Anne Marie and I were asleep on the couch. It was one o'clock in the morning here when my neighborhood was very safe. It's not that way any longer, but somebody tried to break into our house while, while we were here. 
end of the story was he didn't get into the house. The police came. He ended up in jail. Uh, but the fact was, for quite some time, this guy was trying to kick my door down. Crazy guy. Yeah, yeah, he was a crazy. I could see him through the window, and he mm -hmm. wasn't. He didn't care that I'm six foot four and a half mm -hmm. and a big guy myself, who was telling him that I was going to kill him if he came into the house. Uh, he was yeah, trying to get in there desperately, and um, and I had a, a flashlight. I mean, it, albeit it was one of those big mag lights, but still, uh, not. I didn't have a lot of confidence <laughs> that that yeah. was going to do the trick. Nothing more dangerous than somebody that's really, so, truly crazy. So or on I, drugs, uppers. You know? Yeah, he, he looked like he was on some kind of upper. Yeah. Anyway, bottom line is that was the thing that caused me to realize I can't let Anne-Marie be in that vulnerable yes, position that's like exactly. that. Exactly. If I lived by myself, I, it would be a different story, but I have my wife there. And what could have happened to my wife? I, I mean, the thought of that is I can't even I can't even I can't even go there. Um, Let me ask you something. Um, so you suggested this shotgun and yes. I have going to give you a reason. Okay, yeah, I, and that's what I'm going to ask because I've had this conversation with many people. I know the I know the arguments for and against is shotgun. You just point that way, blam, they're gone, and uh, you're not going to miss. But you, you don't geez, have to aim. You're going to do a lot of damage and maybe hit more than you in, wish that you hit. So, so in a shotgun situation. But yeah. in a, a handgun, it's hard to hit your target if you're not. It's scared. very hard to hit your target. It's amazing how hard it is to hit your target with a shotgun. Because on TV, they always, they never miss on right. TV right. unless you're the bad guy. Yes. Um, but with a shotgun, here's the thing about a shotgun and why it's so popular for home invasion is because it's not a long range ballistics. It's not yeah. long range. Yeah. So like, you're not gonna get the guy in the house across the street. You, yeah. If you fire off your shotgun, you're gonna get basically what's in front of you and it's gonna spray. Yeah. Um, and so as far as being worried about hitting somebody else in a, in a house situation, you're pretty safe. Here's the big deal about having a shotgun like that is that's it. <laughs> you cock that gun it's a trigger sound i yes. mean no pun intended yes. but you hear that sound it, even when you just made that sound i actually got goosebumps like mm -hmm. okay that's that's the sound that says get the hell out of here yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as fast does, as you can that yeah. does the speaking for you yeah and like if that guy is trying to break into my house and i like yeah. that uh, you're not getting in here. I don't know about you, but that would cause my tennis shoes to start going the other way. <laughs> and um, and I, I mean, I just, you I know, know, practice with that. And it's just like, holy crap, this thing yeah. is. is and, and not only that, Barry, when you hold it, I mean, you feel invincible with that thing. Mm. Um, and, and and so it's a good first weapon to get. I wouldn't recommend that uh, Lisa use it because it does have a kickback. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It was like Joe Biden actually said one time, just ladies, just, you know, get a shotgun and just blam out. the. No, that'll knock a little person down. You don't just blam out the door like that. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's never do that. Never, ever do that. But I mean, so you have to be very responsible with these things but i'm telling you that's a good first one to get okay and not okay. that expensive either by the way oh that's good like i got mine for 350 okay uh just uh, how about this alternative tell me what you think if i were to convince lisa because like you said okay so this doesn't do lisa any good if i'm not home or if she's well, if she somewhere. grabbed it and did that, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, I, I, I'm telling you. What people, if? Yeah. What if her and I got serious about this, and then we got a couple of handguns and said we're going to spend six weeks going to, to a range and training and getting to know how to use these? Would you Beautiful. think that would be a good way to go? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the more that you use the weapon, the more you realize the weapon is is a tool, and mm -hmm. it's not. It doesn't just start hurting people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you you'll be you'll learn to be comfortable, but also have a great respect for the tool. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll actually learn how to aim and shoot, how to breathe. Yeah. There's a breathing that you have to know how to do. There's there's actually a lot to it, but you want it to be very automatic. You don't yeah. want to be you, you always see these movies where uh, the, the woman's in a terrible situation and she's got a gun and the guy says, you know, I know something you don't 
don't know. And they, they've got the safety on. <laughs> you know, it, it, <laughs> right, these right, are right. things like and yes. you don't want to. And when you get into a crisis situation, you don't want to have to think about things. You want things to be automatic. And that only comes from practice. Um, so, yes, I've, especially for Lisa. Yeah. And I've heard statistics like, you know, all the crime that is being committed is by illegally obtained guns, right? Well, like I read the statistics on them being able to shoot anything with any kind of accuracy, super low uh, because they've taken no training. They just get a gun off the streets and then, right. right. Yeah. So, but I don't know, they're killing enough of each other, but uh, well, they miss a lot too, you know, but what I'm saying is if we got proper training and felt comfortable with the gun, it would be real protection because we have a much, we'd have a much better chance of hitting them than they would us. It would be, you know, and for women, you know, there there are handguns like Ruger makes a, a really nice pistol that is lightweight yeah. uh, for for a woman to be able to fire a nine millimeter or something like that. Doesn't Could have a kickback. How do you spell that? Ruger R U E G A R. They're great. Uh, they're great. They have really great stuff, it, you know, even for carry and conceal. Uh, I would take a look at them. They're a great manufacturer. Okay, so if I wanted a handgun, again, don't care, starter handgun, whatever. I don't, I'm not, I know I'm not going to become an enthusiast. Mm-hmm, uh, utilitarian, mm-hmm. what would you write? Um, well, there's, it depends on what you're trying to get accomplished. Um, my, the first one I got was a, a Beretta. It's the, the same as the M one that the military used to use as standard sidearm. Uh, it's a, it's a, I could get you pictures of it, but it's a, it's a fairly, um, it's very easy to fire. Uh, it's really a lot easier to aim. It's mm. uh, it, if you were if you're looking for it for home protection, it's a great weapon. It's a semi-automatic. Mm. Um, but if for carry and conceal, it's a little bulky. Oh. Um, so you would want if you were going to do a carry get a carry and conceal license, I wouldn't recommend something like that because people would be able to see it. You wouldn't be able to easily conceal it. Uh-huh. And car K um, K A R mm-hmm. uh, is a manufacturer that uh, makes um, really good uh, smaller weapons that can be that can be uh, concealed. I would take a look at them. Um, the funny thing about these smaller weapons, though, is they have more of a, a kickback to them because oh. it, there's nothing to absorb that uh, that fire. But nine millimeters are great for uh, are great to uh, they're easy. The the um, that caliber is pretty available, and especially for women, you, you didn't you don't want anything uh, with uh, higher ballistics than that really to start out with because you're going to have a higher kickback. Mm. very effective tools though very effective for home protection cool. well hopefully we'll never need them hopefully but, you know we're at least in, we'll watch this and we'll definitely talk about it yeah you know i mean it's something to really consider but mm. i love that you are putting the training part first oh, yes. education oh, yes. is so important for to for number one is to get rid of that nervousness. Absolutely. Uh, to feel because, comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's really that not something you want to go into blindly, get lots of education, get lots of advice. You're doing the right thing. All right. Thank you. Um, I, th- I have one final story that I wanted to share with you. I just thought go it was right kind of interesting. Yeah. Apple struggles uh, and push to make healthcare its greatest legacy. So I just have one more sentence here. Uh, Tech giant has envisioned hiring doctors to offer primary care, but now they're focusing on their watch. I have a a link to it as well. So I read the article and basically Apple, I started thinking about this a lot. So Apple was trying to take care of their own healthcare all by themselves, hiring doctors. And, but people were not catching on, like they weren't really going for some reason. Hmm. Um, trust factor, turning over their personal information to, uh, because this was for their employees to start with their employees. And they didn't want to turn over all their personal information Mm. to their employer. (laughs) But this, what made me think is if anybody could revolutionize our messed up medical industry, it would be Apple. Hmm. But wouldn't there be so many malpractice regulations 
uh, in the bureaucracy to make that impossible? Like, is it that why we have an incredibly messed up healthcare industry in the first place is because our government is running it. Hmm. And, and, you know, therefore all the lobbyists come in and, you know, everybody's bought off and now they're squeezing every single dime out of us that they possibly can. Yeah, it's uh, you're right, Barry. There's good and bad when it comes to, to organizations like Apple, Apple's already very involved in healthcare right now and healthcare communications. Uh, I work with Apple quite a bit in, in conjunction. They, they, uh, they have, devices in hospitals now, iOS devices that are being used. And, and uh, uh, the hospital, the, the companies like Spoke that service hospitals develop apps that go on on the, those devices that can help with workflow and everything like that, which is great. It really revolutionizes the efficiency of hospitals. Unfortunately, though, Apple's got a history along with their friends uh, at uh, Facebook, Google and and uh, Twitter and all those other places of they love to get all of our information, just like you said. That's why I think it's funny that the employees were scared of the of yeah. Apple having their information because yeah. that's what we should be afraid of as well. OK, but let me ask you in this way, then could this made me think, you know, the, these billionaires like Bezos, he's like, as we learned last week, you know, he's got to just constantly reinvest his money in something. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, so he can avoid taxes and stuff. Right, right. exactly. Could, That's what they do. Could a private person or company actually come in and revolutionize healthcare? Just be like, you know, forget your government healthcare, get it here. There's competition amongst us. You can get a quote on how much that broken arm is going to take to be treated, you know, shop around this kind of thing. Could a company come in and do that? At this point they can, because there are private companies that have come in. There's a, there's a Christian organization that has set up their own private sort of insurance where it works a lot differently. And it just, uh, private companies can do this. It's very hard though, because of everything you're saying, the regulations that are out there that the bureaucracy puts out really favors their own agenda and their own favorites. So this is a very, very tough business to break into uh, on any level, because in order to be able to do anything, a lot of times we need FDA approval, uh, which, uh, gosh, I remember when we were going through this approval process at Extension Healthcare, with the FDA, we needed what's called a 510k approval. It took about two years to get the approval so we could sell a, 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 a function that was inside of our platform for in, integrating uh, life systems. That's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we finally submitted our report from the ground up to here, about four feet, that's how much paperwork it was. That's what we had to actually put it into boxes, the report. We had to actually put a physical report. It was over 10,000 pages. Um, this is the kind of minutia oh that the federal government makes you go through. And back to that California thing with the weed companies, <laughs> that's what they're putting them through. That's the kind of, that's exactly the kind of thing uh, they're putting them sure through as well. And yeah. these things are very costly. Many times they're meaningless. Um, and we don't even know if anybody's really looking at who's looking at this stuff. And then magically several months later, they, Oh, you're approved. Yeah. <laughs> or now you have to look at this, or, you know? Um, but gosh, it's, uh, it, 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 back to your original question. I think it's possible. I think it's very uphill. I think that you laid that out very well. I understand that now all the, uh, medical regulations for a private company, the amount of investment and that they would have to put up front to establish their infrastructure would be just unbelievable. So it would take an Apple or a Bezos to do it. The second piece is that you have uh, companies, if you're, if you're depending on what business you're going into, there are companies out there that are favored by our government that are favored by our bureaucracy that will have unfair advantages uh, that you're just never going to get trying to break into that particular industry. So there healthcare is a mess. Um, and, and from a policy standpoint, it's a mess from a technology standpoint, healthcare is basically about a decade behind the business world. 
which should be reversed, right? It should be the other way around, but it's, it, that's been the, the surprise. It's not, and you should not feel comfortable about that because it, it really isn't. And, and, you know, we look at hospitals and many of them are doing, still doing things very manually, uh, writing things down on sticky yeah. notes and stuff taped all over the place and people's lives depend on this kind yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. uh, they need help. They really need help. And, uh, Fortunately, you know, it's it's coming along, but boy, COVID really put a wrench in progress for everything. You're right about that. Boy, it really wiped a year off right off the calendars. Just like us. you started out saying, yeah. Barry, it's like almost like uh, we were unplugged for a year and a half. And like we just we just like bloop, skipped a year and a half yeah. there. You yeah. know, like we should just throw that out. And I'd like to have that year and a half back. I just turned 55. I'd like to go back to 53 and a half yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Reset. So just to wrap up, because we are going to have to get going. Uh, um, I know it's it's, it's always, always so fun. I know. I, know. I, I got a ton of notes here, too, of stuff. Well, throw but... something out. OK, the federal our, our military system, Barry, uh, Tom Cotton, uh, and uh, boy, what's the senator from uh, Texas? Not Ted Cruz, but the one that has the eye patch. I, I really like. Oh the yes, guy. Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, yeah. really sharp guy. Well, yes, anyhow, a couple of months ago, they put out a message saying, "Hey, uh, we're concerned about our military and what's being, what, you know, the indoctrination that's going on here." Yes, anybody, I read about that. Let, let, I, I'm looking for volunteers to call in and tell us about, you know, the experiences that you're having. And uh, what came back, he actually was in, in Congress this week. And what came back was was pretty shocking, actually. Let me just give you an excerpt from something he was saying. He says, one Marine told us a military history training session was replaced with mandatory training on police brutality, white privilege, and systemic racism. God. He reported that several officers are now leaving his unit, citing that training. They're leaving the unit, Barry. Um just like those police retiring. Another mm -hmm. service member told us that their unit was required to read White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, which claims, and this is a quote, white people raised in Western society are conditioned in a white supremacist worldview. Oh uh, this is this is the thing. And, and further this week uh, regarding the military, there was uh, the um, Admiral Gilday was uh, up at the uh, at Congress as well, and he was being drilled on a book that he has recommended called How to Be an Anti-Racist, written by Ibram X. Kendi, who um, is a bigot. <laughs> I yeah. mean, plain and simple, the guy's yeah. a, a, a pure bigot. Yeah. Uh, he, he has uh, said in the past that uh, whites are a different breed of human being and responsible for aid. Uh, he was in, a, he, he said that um, in his book that he hates white people. Um, and, you know, this is a book that the Admiral said would make his military stronger um meanwhile which is hard to understand how that could make anybody stronger. very hard very meanwhile hard. uh at the same time nasa comes up with a, a mid a mission video and i have a link here in my notes barry if you want to put the, that in there because okay. i was kind of shocked at this at their new mission their new mission is equity oh no uh their mission is equity not equality it's right. equity. And uh, uh, you'll, you'll want to see this, Barry. It's on Facebook, on their Facebook page, and it goes into uh, what what that means. So uh, there didn't seem to be a whole lot about space uh, re regarding NASA. It had everything to do with equal outcomes. And uh, as this you know, makes me sick, I hate uh, the platform of equal outcomes, but I love equality opportunity and equality, equality of opportunity. is what you decide to do with it yeah. uh equal outcomes means somebody else has rigged the system so yeah. that everybody has the same thing no matter how hard you work or how little you work that's mm. communism baby and that yeah. doesn't belong in nassau and so and it yeah. doesn't belong in our 
in our in our, our fighting services whatsoever, uh, because what this is teaching is that America is a bad place. And who wants to defend the place that stands for evil? I certainly wouldn't. You know, the military is a place that's supposed to not have a political influence for a reason, because yeah. that is what keeps America safe. This undermines our security and our safety. Again, we got to get the word out there so that people can this talk is amazing to Congress to people. Yeah. Amazing to me that this has uh, infiltrated the military. So we're going to have a woke military? You got to be kidding me. They're going to all have blue hair and stuff and it's, it's piercings. Um, what did, do you know what the reaction Crenshaw got? After I think you said he addressed Congress with this? it was uh, Cotton and Cren I don't think Crenshaw was there, but uh, Tom Cotton was there. Oh. You know, it's I, I just have the report of what he said. I don't know what the reaction was. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I do know that since the uh, uh, since the Biden administration has come in at the beginning of January, there's been massive changes like this mm. all around. Yeah. And uh, you know, we saw critical race theory in the school system, but this that's just to start, Barry, this is infiltrating all of our systems right now. It's a danger. It's a danger to our way of life. And uh, I, for one, won't stand for it. No, no. Well, we do our best to spread the word here. That's for sure. And some awareness. Now, you know what bothers me about every time that they make these uh, gross generalizations about white privilege and all that other uh, racist stuff is they never quote studies. They don't give us their source material. No, it's because there are none. There there's, are there's none. no proof of this stuff about uh, white privilege and us being some kind of elitist, uh, whatever, whatever they say. Let's face it. We're all privileged to live in this country. This is yeah. the last bastion of hope, really, for the world. Yeah. And uh, if we lose this, we really we lose the world. We we really that it's that serious. We've got to be serious about this whole thing. I'll, I'll finish. I have a whole bunch more, but I found this one was kind of interesting oh, yeah. is Victoria. Did you hear about Victoria's Secret? Yeah, uh, something like I saw a headline that they're going woke with their models or so. Tell me. Tell yeah, me. so the brand has recently faced accusations of sexism and criticism over lack of diversity. And so they're going to swap out their Victoria's Secret Angels for ambassadors. And so we're going to have, let's see, I, I don't know if I can read these names. Indian actress Priyanka Chopra, U.S. Chopra. Footballer, oh, okay, uh, Megan Rapino and transgender model uh, Valentina Sapari uh, have joined Victoria's Secret as embattled lingerie company undergoes a dramatic shift. So here's the deal is that um, uh, their okay. sales are going to plummet. Well, the, apparently their sales must have really taken a hit. And I think it was during COVID, like m many companies have. Oh, sure. You know, uh, what I do know about Victoria's Secret is that where they really make their money is off of men. And uh, men go into the store. Henry <clears throat> uh, used to work at a Victoria's Secret. And they go in. They don't know. They're all embarrassed, you know. Yeah. But they want something for their girlfriend or their wife. Yeah. And uh, she was, Henry's like, look, you basically throw the most expensive stuff, they'll buy it, you know? And so, yeah. and it's the angels that attract us uh, over to that store. It's yeah. not Megan Rapino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think this is going to work for these guys based on their, the demographics of who buy. And I think they were just hurt because of so many people were out of work and isolated at home. And you'd think maybe that would be a, a great big deal because everybody's at home, but it just didn't work out that way. Mm -hmm for covid you know like yeah. everybody was at home but we were so irritated <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. i think um anyhow well everyone was at home in their sweatpants they were yeah yeah we were looking pretty ugly yeah. <laughs> we, we weren't at home looking all sexy we were at right. home yeah like we had cracker all down the <laughs> 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 uh, we all put on a little weight. I'm I got a little COVID, COVID uh, expansions and yeah. that I'm trying to work on Same here. Rare. But well, hey, we should wrap it up here. Yeah, I just want uh, to ask, this has been a great are you going one. back to the gym? Yeah. Oh, you know, I eventually I'm going back to the gym. I got I got to go back to the gym. It's a, it's so expensive, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's also expensive not to go.
Nah, you know, that's a good point. Uh, it, I would love to know the studies. I'm sure they're done, but about how much money you stay, you save by staying in shape versus yeah. paying for medications and doctor bills. I agree with you on that yeah. one. That's for sure. I, I, I really want to be back there. It's uh it's one of those things where we've had to really kind of budget since COVID, uh, wow. because I make, I make a, I make half of my money on commission and really sales have been very slow over the past year and, and a couple of months, mm -hmm. actually, I, it'll, I'm coming up on my one year anniversary at spoke, uh, in wow. a couple of weeks here. So it, amazing. It's been a year. Change your Facebook page. It says that you're still at Vasera. Uh, I don't think it does. Yeah, it does. Because I share our link to your Facebook page, if you've huh. noticed. And yeah. that's what it says. Uh, when I type in Merle, you know, it finds you immediately because you're my friend. And uh, that's what it says. Merle Garrison, Becerra oh, Communications. That's, that's really odd. Um, I will check that out. I'm, I'm actually going there right now to check it out. Because I, I see it right at the top. It says regional director at Spoke. Mm. And yeah, it's right there at the top. Regional sales director smoke. I don't know why it comes up like that. That's me. weird. Huh? Uh, anyway. Um, well, Hey, uh, maybe there's a problem there, but we'll have to check that out anyway. Yeah, man. Uh, great show, Barry. I enjoyed it immensely. Me too. As always, flew. it I really, yeah. I can't even believe how quickly it goes by every single time. Sometimes Jeez. I come to the show and I think, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I did this week. I'm like, how are we going to you know, get all that in there? Uh, I like the conspiracy theory stuff. Me too. We should have our conspiracy section and actually have music for that. I like the, that, the Twilight that, Zone music for that. And uh, and I need to make a banner for it. Yeah, that would oh, be great. We could come up with a funny one. I love the idea. Let's Something like all retro looking with UFO. But what are, you know what's funny about the UFOs? I. Uh, is I think that more than 90% of anything that's UFO related has always been garbage, uh, fake, and, and uh, even a lot of stuff thrown out by the government to make, make you look like a fool. But so UFOs, flying saucers and stuff in the 50s look like they were designed by the artists by Hollywood, the 50s. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. They're all you know, really old looking, like saucers and stuff like yeah. that. Now they're all wedge shaped. They're and, all modern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah. That's that interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. those aliens, you know, they're modernizing their stuff and everything. Yeah. They saw our movies they're, and they're, they're following like, our better. fashion. Yeah, yeah, we can do better. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, with that, gotta go. Uh, man, have a great weekend. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to next week. And happy Juneteenth to you and everybody else. All right. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.